Peace and light, peace and love. Thank you for connecting with me. I am Shakesha, and we are kicking it today on the Serious Cipher. And so far, it is me, and we talking about this whole realm of dreams. But I wanted to, number one, first and foremost, before I do anything, I want to give a happy heavenly birthday, so much love to my mom Today is her birthday. However, she is in the realm of the ancestors right about now. But I want to send an ashe and so much love to my mom. She definitely was the epitome of that Aries energy ball. Her birthday, 413. That's a double four. That number 13 is that divine feminine energy, baby. And she sure enough was. Was not here to bullshit with none of y'all out here in these streets. And had both of those energies. She mastered the art, y'all. She mastered the art of balancing that masculine and that feminine energy. She knew how to kick it up a notch if that's what needed to happen. But she also knew when to fall back. She had that masculine feminine balance to she had it down pat. Let's put it that way. And um, I want to give so much love to my mom who has taught me so much about being a lady, about being gangster in these streets and so many other things. What a clever woman she was. And one of the most impactful people in my life, right on up there, you know, with my granddad, my dad, and other elders in the family I don't want to leave out. But definitely, Ashe to my mama. Ashe, y'all. <laughs> Peace and light. We got the goddess Ra in the house and Aquarius moon in the house. What's going on, ladies? How we feeling? Y'all situated? Oh, hold up. I'm sorry. My bad. I had that on mute. My bad. <laughs> Y'all good? What's going on, you? ladies? I am well. What about you? I am excellent. That's what's up. Aquarius moon in the house. What's going on, lady? Girl, I've been trying to figure this out every week. I forget. Because <laughs> I'm never on here. Girl. So, I'm doing all right. I can't complain. It's good to see you, lady. Oh, man. I'm telling y'all something. I was just sitting up here just reminiscing on my mom. And, you know what I'm saying? Just, just thinking about, like, all of the shit she taught me and all of this shit. So, I'm just really, you know what I'm saying, in a space because I'm missing her. And, you know what I'm saying, I'm also celebrating her all at the same time. So, um, definitely that. Got to bust my ass for my mom's birthday today. That's what I got to do. <laughs> so we got out there. We got there. I'm going to tell y'all something because it was a weird twist to this though, right? 
See, this is this is you know what I'm saying. I'm gonna tell you something. This this just really lets me know that you know my mom is definitely supporting me out here in these cosmic streets. Cause I'm up here. I'm out there. You know, we we cleaning and we had taken up this project where we were going to get the bathrooms and all of this other shit together and everything. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this ain't going to take us that long and everything. And something told me, I said, no, no, babe. I said, we need to bid a little high. It's going to take us a little bit longer. So we negotiate in that. We got in there and it was a lot more than we had anticipated. I busted my ass in that piece, man. But I got to tell y'all something. On the flip side, though, it was like when I got done, it was like the energy in that place completely changed. And I was so proud of the work that we did. Like we put it down and it was like an excellent mother girl. I got to tell you, I forgot. I got to watch my cussing mouth because I heard they come for you on YouTube for swearing. So I'm going to do my best. I, you know, I can't make any promises, but I'm going to do my best. But um. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I got to tell you, you know, it, it, so it turned out really nice, but my body is sore because, you know, that, that was an ass bust for the old girl. But it work out. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. I was just talking about that the other day, though, like, um, the energy changes or shifts, you know, in a clean home. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, it's no other feeling. Like, when I was young, like, when my mom had them days when we was busting our ass and shit. And you know how my mom, she kept the jungle in the living room. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after a long day of busting our ass cleaning, after we came back in from playing and all that shit, mm-hmm. we would sit up in the living room and we would listen to music and we would have dance-offs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the good yeah. old days. Yes. <laughs> uh. God is raw, God is raw. What's going on, Miss Lady? Oh, girl, nothing. You know, just enjoying, just enjoying the peaceful life that I'm living. I know that's right now. Say, <laughs> say, I got me some peace right now, and I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that's Every right. Day. Oh, yeah, listen. <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, 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 guess what? I'm going to tell y'all something. Let me give y'all a real, real idea of what this energy is looking like. The Dalai Lama, y'all. The Dalai Lama. <laughs> ah, say it ain't so. I said, no. You know? And and so then I had to look at it, you know, because I just heard about it. You know, I heard somebody talking about, you know, the Dalai Lama had this kid kiss him and this and that. And it was unacceptable. It was inappropriate. And then I read the press release and his people were saying Dalai Lama was innocently playing with children. And he didn't mean to be disrespectful or any inappropriate. This is just his natural, playful way. And I said, well, you know what? Because we some perverted ass niggas out here in these streets, right? So it's a possibility that somebody misread the Dalai Lama. And I saw the social media clip myself. And I'm going to tell y'all something. I, you know, oh, man. What y'all think? <laughs> I don't know about sucking the tongue. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I just I'm not sure. I haven't watched it, so I seen a small clip, and that was it. And I really didn't pay that shit. I'll never, man. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. It it is a distraction, and I knew that when I was all sucked in. 
And I said, this is a distraction because they don't want us to know about that planet that was showing up out there at that golf course that day. You know what I'm saying? They don't want us to see about these ships that they keep. You know, all of, all of the other shit that's going on meanwhile, right? And, um, but yeah, I was sucked in because I said, not the Dalai Lama. Yeah, I was, I was disappointed that the Dalai Lama, but... You know, and then I'm the main one in these streets, y'all telling for don't act surprised, cause <laughs> folks is foul in these streets, and then I'm all but shocked. I look at it all as a fucking show. It's all a show. Like you never know really what the fuck happened unless you were standing right the fuck there. Yeah, yeah. You don't know their culture and what they're used to. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I saw the footage, y'all. It didn't sit right with me, but maybe, perhaps, hopefully. It is my Americanized mentality. But you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm gonna tell you. And then just the Americanized mentality, but intuition kicked in for me when I saw that and it didn't sit right. And initially before I even got to really see the clip, I thought to myself, Well, if he is free with that, he must have been getting away with this shit for quite some time. <laughs> and so now the chickens have come home to roost, you know, and I know, you know, th- you know, a lot of us, we got a lot of biases and everything out here. Right. And I want to believe, you know, I want to believe the Dalai Lama and everything, I, but I don't put nothing past nobody. Neither do I, unfortunately, Uh-oh. but I really wanted the Dalai Lama to be right and exact though. I really wanted that. Nothing. Yeah, but you, you can't exert your will on that man. I can't have shit in this world. I'm going to tell you something. I just can't have no rainbows and sunshine in these goddamn streets. Whatever. <laughs> I'm disappointed. But you know, right. Because I know that they wanted us to. And, and there's a possibility that they knew that the Dalai Lama was Uncle Purvish. You know what I'm saying? And they took this as a golden opportunity to deflect the fact that the Cash App guy just got stabbed like he was in the alley buying heroin, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I just I I'm, I'm gonna say that, but whatever. But you know, I went to the store and I noticed, you know, right, right, like what? Wait, what? If, wait a minute, you know, stab like it's 1975, nigga. Like I'm gonna cut you, nigga. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fucking with Rollo and them and shit. You know, he was. <laughs> He wasn't blowing on the dice or something and shit. I don't know what the fuck. He got stabbed. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I shade to the cash app, man. I don't want to disrespect that man's death. That is not what my intention is, I swear. However, you know, I'm just side-eyeing the way that shit went down. Whatever. <laughs> right. Right. Right, then the weather all crazy and everything, you know. I know Tony, Tony, Tony is wondering, it never rains in Southern California. 
Yeah, he said that's what they tell me. <laughs> well, he heard wrong, clearly, huh? <laughs> you know, because it's been going down over there on the on the west coast, out here in these particular streets and everything. And I think this is all indication of the sign of the times and all of the major changes that's happening right about now. And um, I don't know. So I just wanted to see because we're gonna be talking about these dreams, and this is. Definitely right in alignment with the way that the energy is going down. And then Aquarius Moon was talking about she want to do do this work with these dreams. And I'm with that shit. You know, you definitely got to invite me on that scene. And um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, with, with all of this shit that's going down. But before, you know, we start talking about that, I wonder, did anybody get any... Any any new channels, any new information, anything that they felt it, like they want to share that's outside of the dream realm <laughs> before we go there. Uh, mine was uh, watch your motherfucking back. <laughs> <clears throat> that came through loud and clear. Like, hold on, you didn't get it the first time, so it came back around the second time. Like, yeah, watch your back. Somebody's a snake out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a time it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it sure in the hell is because, uh, you, you know what I mean? Hey, you know what? I'm telling you something. That, that whole shit with the Dalai Lama just pointed to um, the energy. All of the shit that's going on right about now. And we need to put the seatbelt on and really get ourselves together. Because we go learn a whole lot of shit about just how folk really get down in these streets. We go learn some shit in 2023. Girl, listen. On into 2024, y'all. For real. Stop expecting shit of people. Not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Like putting people on a pedestal and feeling like, oh, they wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Putting people in that kind of caliber. I quit doing that a long time ago. Because yeah. when I found out, like, really found out, I'm like, oh, I don't put shit past nobody no more. Anybody will do anything. Right. And this All is... That, yeah. this, this is good. Yeah, I was about to say, this is just where that energy is at. So now we shifting over into, um, you know, next week, next Thursday, the eclipse is going to be here. And this one is going to be a solar eclipse, right? So this is going to be an opportunity for us to really shift our energy. See, when the solar eclipse come, it's about, you know what I'm saying? It's about transformation of that shit that deals with the ego and how we showing up in this world. And the fact that it's right here in Taurus you know what I'm saying? This is all about that money, money, money. You know what I'm saying? And how you want to go about making shit happen for yourself. You know what I'm right. saying? So this is definitely going to be a really good opportunity to start setting some intentions and getting some work in on that and everything. Um, it's really funny that um, Spirit had dropped for us to start really dealing with dreams and I was thinking like, well, I ain't been able to remember no dreams and shit. However, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Lately, I've been, um, I've been picking up some dreams. And so that's been definitely insightful, you know, and, and, and moving along and everything. But what I wanted to just kind of, you know, they help us <clears throat> 
sort out a lot of shit that's going on in our waking life and everything, right? So I'm going to just, you know what I'm saying, make sure that I establish that in case, you know what I'm saying? Anyone listening may not be hip, you know what I'm saying, before we dive off into that and everything. Any significant dreams standing out right about now for any either one of y'all that y'all want to bring it on in? Um. Well, I won't go into the full detail of the dreams, but um, they kind of lead into one another for me. Like, you know, uh, what, earlier this week, I had the dream about uh, someone who I trusted stabbing me in the back, mm. you know, didn't trust him. Then um, the next dream that I had about, uh, well, basically the lesson I got from that was, you know what I'm saying, make sure that you have a stable foundation because shit changes quickly you know what mm. i mean and if your foundation is not ready you'll never get the head together so that was the message from that dream and then this last dream i will expand on that one a little bit because uh that's the shit that got me it's like i like last week when we were talking about snakes in the dream mm-hmm. so i had a snake you know and i got bit by this snake twice like and that two times it stuck out to me but it's like I could not, um, I didn't get to finish the dream because I got woke up out of my dream. But um, basically in that dream, it was telling me that, you know what I'm saying, watch my back because some shit ain't right. And you know, so that sequence of events is, is so relevant to my life that, you know what I'm saying, I couldn't hide, you know what I'm saying, what it's telling me. Right, so. right, right, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And them dreams about them snakes, you know, th- <laughs> You know, it, I get upset about those things, but it's really a very powerful dream and an opportunity for us to um, really shift. I was trying to look into my, my little, you know, book. Of course, you know, the snake, it deals with transformation and everything. But God is right. Did you have anything before I start rambling off on what these snakes is? This? Did you have anything is significant that you wanted no, to? Um, not really. My dreams would really be like personal. It'll show me. It kind of shows me. Um, like, you know, person that's around me, show me exactly who they really are in my dreams, like mm. show me exactly what's going on. So it, it just kind of, you know, keeps me um, in tune with what's going on with versus what something looks like. I see the real version in the dream world. Right. Um, and then, you know, the crazy thing is on my way from my walk today, I cross well there was this little garden snake mm. in the cracks of the um, sidewalk now that she's mentioning snake mm. and i thought about you um us talking about snakes last week mm-hmm. it's interesting mm-hmm. so have um has any of your dreams like ever just unfolded in your face like everything just happened in sequence you knew what was gonna happen next just then there in the moment and how was your feelings? If it did happen, what were you feeling like in the moment? Oh, wow, man. I have never had a dream that, like, completely unfolded. Um, mm-hmm. I had a prophetic dream before. and um, But I didn't really know what the hell it meant, you know? And so yeah. it was a dream where there was, like, a white horse in the sky, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell? is that all about and i was talking to a buddy of mine and they were telling me that that white horse was you know signaling 
like the end times. And I don't think that it was necessarily maybe the end times per se, but this was like right before, like all of that shit with the coronavirus and all of that went down and all of that. So, you know what I'm saying? Perhaps, you know, it was letting us know that, yeah, maybe a symbolization of the end times, but an end of life as we know it. You know what I'm saying? So, and you know. Sorry, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, 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 yeah. Did you guys, have you noticed, like, as you've gotten older, if you're, you know what I'm saying, as time has progressed, have you noticed, like, the theme in your dreams changing? Mm-hmm. To, from, from, how, how has that shifted? So, when I was younger, I can remember the first recurring dream that I used to have all the time. Mm -hmm. So... For those of y'all that don't know, my grandma lived on the side, on the dead end street. And there was a huge field next to the street. And on the other side of this field was my elementary school. So mm -hmm. I, to get, I would get up and walk to school every morning from my grandma's house. And early in the morning, it would be foggy as hell out there. It looked like the cemetery. So, you know, it, we did have a little path to cut, you know what I'm saying, down through the field. But it was still, it looked like the cemetery. Mm -hmm. In my mind, anyway. So, but um, I would get up and leave out of Granny's house and walk across the field to school, and hands would always come up and grab me mm. from the grave. <laughs> Every trip. Wait, wait, what now? <laughs> this was the dream or actual life? No, this was a dream. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if that shit happened in real life, I'd be like, no, nigga, that's gangsta. <laughs> Coming up there with my camcorder. Well, you know, I guess my phone now. I said, you know what I'm saying? I guess I'm dating myself. Camcorder. I'm gonna come <laughs> with my equipment, whatever, and put it in my VCR. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, at this part, my uh, great grandfather had passed away. So right after he passed away, that's when I started having this dream all the time. Mm. So it was. It was wild as hell because his funeral in my dream he had a, a glass casket. You know what I'm saying? It was to the nines, but the funeral was in my grandma's backyard. Don't don't judge me, but yeah, the funeral was in her backyard. And then oh, that's like, real life. The, and the funeral in the backyard no, is real. No, no, oh, that's no, still no. the dream. Oh, still the dream. Okay. Wow. It, it was just that was a wild dream, and I used to have it all the time until wow. the next dream I had. It was weird as fuck. So. um it was this huge roller coaster called the Beast that King's Island here. Yes, I remember that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so in my dream, girl, I'm running from this huge fat man in overalls. Fat <coughs> fat man. What? And, this shit I <laughs> and I'm running for my life, and I would have this dream like all the fucking time. Wow. And he would be checking for the shotgun, trying to shoot me, and I would just be running. But we we both had on overalls. I remember he had on jean overalls, and mine was like a, a brownish brownish color overall like it was just so weird and i used to have that dream all the time wow. so then um after that they switched into when i started seeing different things that would happen in my life or shit that i could relate to my life um, like when i was in i want to say the eighth grade uh -huh. um yeah this is the first time that i realized like my dreams you know what i'm saying a lot of them will come true i just have to pay attention but I dreamt about my 10th grade teacher when I was in the 8th grade. Now, I had never been to the school, never met this lady in my life. And I'm sitting here in my geometry class in 10th grade, 
and I know what's getting ready to happen, like word for word, verbatim, like I see everything clear as day. And I'm like, wow, how could I have dreamt about this? Right. You know, two years when I had never been to the school, never seen this lady a day in my life. Get the hell. Even the students, like everybody was sitting in the spots, people were saying what they were saying in the dreams. It was just like crazy. I would always wanted to have like one of those dreams where like it was all deja vu and I'm like I've been here before I remember that shit and everything I remember this one girl I went to work with and she had like a stroke or some shit like that she was in the hospital and she was like in like a coma for a few days and shit and she woke up and she had these numbers to the lottery she said that she had this dream that one of her relatives came over to her, gave her these lottery numbers, told her to play that shit, and she got up, wrote them numbers down, and played that shit and won eleven grand. <laughs> I am, true story. <laughs> I said, you know what I'm saying? She wasn't even honoring the ancestors, nigga. She was not doing none of that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know why. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm sitting up there giving these niggas coffee. And I used to give them liquor and shit. You know what I'm saying? And then I started drinking it with them. That shit ain't serving me. But you know what I'm saying? And I, I can't get a lottery number out of y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then you know that chick who runs Honey Pot, um, the, the feminine products for black folks and shit like that? You know her ancestor showed up in a dream, gave her these recipes and shit. You know what I'm saying? She a millionaire now. Where am I? Come on, ancestors. You know? <laughs> oh, they said they working hard enough. I guess. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? You know, they always get somebody that ain't doing none of that. You know what I'm saying? But whatever, I just was noticing. You know, what's going on, Sheila, brother Dante in the house? You hear me, Kay? What you say? Everybody, this is all jokes. Don't want nobody to get their panties in a bunch. Right, right. I'm just bullshitting. I'm just bullshitting. I'm just want y'all to know this. What I do, my bad. And you know, if I've turned me off, I'm negative. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, I noticed that my dreams changed as I started getting a little bit older and shit. Right? You know what I'm saying? And then I was looking, I have went and got one of these books from the Half Price Bookstore. And it was telling me a little bit about dreams. And it talked about like, you know, how the dreams shift and all of that shit. So like when you in your 20s, you have like a lot of those like urgent dreams. I used to remember, I'm always in a fucking hurry. Got something to do, got somewhere to be and all of that other shit like that. And um, start thinking about that. And then after, as I gotten older and everything... I've been more, um, I've been having a lot more self-actualization dreams, you know what I'm saying? And reviewing like, you know what I'm saying? Shit that I said that I was going to do and I'm showing up for myself like, you need to do that or, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that um, in those dreams or, or reflections of that or I'll have a dream of somebody that I know that'll have some qualities that I need to be, you know what I'm saying? Adopting for myself. Um, and then they also said in this book that in later years, um, 
these dreams, like you start having more emotionally intense dreams as you get older, right? And so, of course, you know, we're afraid of getting old. So there's more than likely those anxiety dreams about, you know what I'm saying, losing your wallet or, or, or getting lost somewhere or, you know what I'm saying, or, grandkids dropping you off on a picnic and leaving you out that bitch and you lost in the woods, something like that, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, one of those dreams. I just happened to remember somebody telling me that when I was working a long time ago, they had this dream. But, um, you know what I'm saying? Those types of dreams and everything. And I was just noticing how interesting it is as our mind matures, the things that we're concerned about begins to shift and so the, 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 the narrative in our dreams, the things that we're trying to solve in our life, they begin to shift. It seems almost now. And if you don't agree, you know what I'm saying? It seems like our dreams are given to us to help us solve problems in our everyday life. Or does anybody see that differently? I pretty much agree with you. Yeah. And in the twenties, like fending for yourself girl i was fighting for my life out there my 20s like in every dream i'm fucking fighting for my life i'm fighting aliens i'm fighting niggas i'm fighting white people i'm fighting everybody right <laughs> every other dream i'm fighting for my life right right when it absolutely. <laughs> absolutely i know i used to wonder i used to think that you know there was something that was wrong like, why is every time I'm having a dream, like, I'm in a hurry. I got somewhere to be. I still have those dreams, unfortunately. <laughs> you know? I was used to a lot of my dreams coming true. And then I'm still having, I'm having dreams where I'm fighting niggas and, you know, it's gun battles and all types of shit. So I'm right. like, God damn, what am I getting ready? What am I trying to prepare myself for? You know absolutely. What I mean? Absolutely. And what about, like, I don't know. I know that every time. Like something big is about to happen. Let's say like institution wise, like when my husband left his job, I had a dream of a school burning down and we were trying to get the hell up out of there and it was time to go and we had enough of this. And you know what I'm saying? And the school was catching on fire. And then at be right before I was leaving, it was like um, this old, um, old hospital you know, was catching on fire, but it was like out in the wilderness. And then there was some wolves that was like lingering about and everything, you know what I'm saying? And then I ended up leaving where I was at, you know? So I, I always noticed that institutions seem to burn down when, when I noticed that major shifts are about to happen um, as far as institutions are concerned, <laughs> you know? But... Yeah. So brother Dante, uh-oh, Sheila, we are talking about dreams and how we've been experiencing them. And then let me tell you, let me, let me give y'all something that might be helpful because it was very, very helpful for me. This was about guidelines to reoccurring characters in your dreams. So this was definitely very helpful in helping me kind of, well, decipher dreams or get confirmation on that, which I knew. And it says, if the person is someone from your distant past, such as a best friend or an acquaintance from childhood, if it is, this person is likely to represent qualities that you can activate within yourself to make your life more enjoyable. If this character is somebody that you were involved with and have some painful memories about, then it is likely that this character is a reminder of a pattern relating to you that is affecting you today. 
If this character is someone you have ever met, such as a celebrity or a notorious criminal, if so, it is possible the character is illustrating a particular quality that is operating in someone you know. Is the character someone who was supportive and encouraging you in the past? If so, then it is possible that this character is reminding you of what can be accomplished if you can believe in yourself. How gangster is that? That was so helpful. <laughs> For me, at least, it was. Because I'm going to tell you something. I remember, and shout out to Miss Blue, for always dropping some gems in our lap out here in these cosmic streets. She told me one time, I'm a big cheese person. I'm trying to get the hell up off that damn cheese though, straight up. But I'm a big cheese person. And she would tell me that if you ate cheddar cheese before you went to bed, then a celebrity would show up in your drink. And I thought, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That sounds too easy, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I, you know what I'm saying? And damned if not. <laughs> I was riding shotgun with Master P. <laughs> and he was telling me about how to get my money right. <laughs> and all of this other and, and, and encouraging me to make some moves. <laughs> telling me what needed to happen. <laughs> Thank you, right, right? And it was it was a really and here was the thing that was the kicker. I'm going to tell you something that he has been showing up in my dream for quite some time, but I didn't recognize him. I was sitting here watching a documentary on him. That I think it came on some some time. I'm sitting by watching Netflix and he was on a documentary. And it looked like he gained a lot of weight since I last seen him. You know, I used to rock with him in the 90s and shit. You know what I'm saying? But it looked like he had gained some weight, shit, like we all do. You know what I'm saying? And um, I looked up. I said, I'll be damned. That's who the hell was in my dreams. I know exactly. Energet and I don't know how I missed that shit. You know what I'm saying? But I've been I've been dreaming about him for quite some time. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe we distant relatives or some shit. I don't know. But um that I thought that was pretty good. And then another one was Stevie Wonder. And you know, Stevie Wonder is like one of my all-time favorites. Like if I saw him, I would just probably pass out and die. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, How? I'm I'm one of those with Stevie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Jeez, man, I, I had a dream about him. He we had a house full of kids. He told me there was something wrong with his liver, so he was getting out of here. So I don't know what the hell, but you know what I'm saying? That was, um, so I was all concerned about Stevie Wonder and investigating him. That was a couple of years ago. Stevie's okay, I believe, <laughs> you know, however, I was concerned, you know? Right. So, yeah, so those are, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, so definitely try and um 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 eat some um cheese 
Cheddar I'm cheese. Definitely, I'm definitely gonna do that. I know that shit is gonna work. That's why I'm laughing. Because <laughs> it's everything that I've been told to do that just sounds so ridiculous and works. So it's it's funny. So I can imagine what celebrity is gonna come up in my dreams. But it's interesting you said prior to sharing that you was just talking about dreams and then you said guidelines. And I have a very difficult time remembering my dreams most of the time mm. when I wake up. You know, it just, I just, but whenever I do, I seem to get the interpretation right away. And so even just recently, I had a quick dream. My mom, she passed in 2021. So my mom mm. was making a wedding cake. She was making a wedding cake. She was making dinner. But what she made first was the wedding cake. After she made the wedding cake, she made... It was a, a another side dish, a macaroni and cheese. It was mm. specific. That's why I say these. It, it was specific. It, it, it makes sense. But she made a wedding cake, and it was like a three tier wedding cake. It was white. It was beautiful. Looked like it came from the baker. And then after that, she made the mac and cheese. And then the last thing that she was making was pork chops. Mm. Now I don't eat pork chops. You know, I don't. I haven't eaten pork in a long time. But my mother. She made the best fried pork chops, and if if I could get one, I would eat one right <laughs> damn now. I'm telling you. And so, um, I, you know, so what, what she told me, she said, "Now I'm gonna run to the store, and I, I'm gonna get some rolls. Put the pork chops on for me." And so I said, "Okay." But as soon as she left, people were wanting me to fix their plate. And so I'm like, well, okay. So I started fixing the plate, not really recognizing that the pork chops were not cooked all the way yet. Mm. And so people started telling me, and I'm like, oh, well, give them back, give them back. I'll I'll cook them, I'll put them back in. So I put the pork chops back in, and uh, you know, when they came out, I served the people the, the cake, the mac and cheese, and the pork chop because my mother hadn't made it back yet, and they started eating that. And so I woke up and was like, well, damn, what what could this possibly be? You know, and as soon as I asked the question, before I could even finish the what could this possibly be, here come guidelines for me. So um, I've been asked to, to do speaking engagements now, and people are coming at me wanting to create videos and do different things for them. And so, you know, I'm I'm so I'm so raw. Sometimes I'm not for sure if people when they ask me to do things, do you really understand what you're getting? Because I don't wanna cover up, I don't wanna I don't wanna code switch. I done that my whole life. I just wanna be right. my raggedy ass Hello. Hello. wonderful self Hello. in all facets. Yes. And so my mom was giving me a formula because you know, I am raw. So she was telling me with the cake, her cooking the wedding cake first, mm -hmm. she said, marry people to you through the sweetness. You give mm. them sweetness in your presentation first. Mm. And then after that, you give them the mac and cheese, which is the starch. You give them something that'll stick to you. Mm. So she was giving me a formula mm. of how to speak. Uh, yeah. You know, when I speak, because I'm so raw. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I gave the people the raw food, they was like, this this ain't done. We, we don't want this. We can't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so she was like, what you do is you give them the meat at the end. You give them the meat that's cooked at the end. And so 
so I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then she was like, I'm going to get the roles. That was her going to get my script, her telling me mm. the guidelines on how every time I speak and engage, give them the sweet, give them something to stick to them, and then give them the meat in the end. Mm. And I was like, well, damn. You know, and and that's how that's how I interpreted that. So, cause I always say, eat your words. That is so gangster. Yes, that is. Yeah. And I tell your mother thank you for me as well, cause shit, that helps me too. I'm <laughs> telling you, I, I shave to your mom. <laughs> I'm telling you, today is my mom's he happy heavenly birthday to my mom. I shave to wow. Sheila's mom. Wow. I said, that's check awesome. that. That's some soul family shit right there. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you how even more soul family that is. Before I jumped on here, I just heard Dr. Banks give the most beautiful tribute to his mother today on her birthday. Oh. She died last year, and her birthday is today, and it was so what? beautiful. And it just threw me into, like, oh, my gosh, because my mother's birthday is coming up on April 20th on the eclipse. Oh. That is yeah. gangster right there. Brother Dante in the house. Got his hand up. What's up, brother? I can't. Okay. Yeah, 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 I'm just saying. I can't do it. Got you. Yeah, we hear you. Yeah, okay. Um, I just wanted to say, speaking of birthdays, mine was yesterday. So I turned 40. Oh, happy birthday. He done stepped into the realm of the old head. <laughs> belated birthday woo listen to him you know what Aries energy is in effect that fire is showing up y'all <laughs> yes 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 ah oh, man so let me tell you something when I was reading these guidelines this is something that I always knew so it talked about how when you are um when you have a dream of somebody that you have like some negative or traumatic memories with, when they show up in a dream, it's typically about something that you need to change within yourself. That's kind of connected to them. And I thought to myself, wow, that is interesting. Interesting. Because what I noticed is that I used to have these dreams a lot about my kid's father. And right around the time, like when my mom passed, my dad got sick and all of this other shit, you know what I'm saying? I was like um, a bottle of wine a day type of sister. And he would show up in my dreams all the time. And I'm like, why am I dreaming about this dude right shit? You know what I'm saying? And listen, you know what I'm saying? A beautiful guy, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. But you know what I'm saying? Just not for me. You heard? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm glad I had my beautiful children with him. And you know what I'm saying? In that time. So, you know, shout out to you if you listening, fam. I, you know what I'm saying? Mad love. But you know what I'm saying? That thought process right there. For you to be showing up, for him to be showing up in my dreams. Sorry. You know what I'm saying? So I knew that there was some type of connection with that. 
And that was one of those dreams that was showing me, like, you know that you indulging a little more than you should. And this is why this fool keeps showing up in your dreams. And so that was just like really profound for me to to get that confirmation because I kind of knew that. So, yeah. <laughs> I feel that way about a certain person, but it's not in my dream. This is real life. Mm. Like, like, I know something, you know what I'm saying? Because at this point, I, I can't just keep putting it her. But she's somebody who I can't, I just can't. And I try. I try to figure it out. Like, what is it about this person that just boils my goddamn grits? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But it's like, I can't. So, right. What I you work on it. I am. Because I know it's affecting me more than it is that person. Yeah, maybe. You know. Unless you know that person all charged up too. Which, you know. Well, you know, on the flip side of hearing that, you know, my, me and my sisters, especially my baby sister, we don't, like, we don't conversate, we don't talk, we don't communicate, we have nothing. I don't hate her, but because because we don't communicate, and I would rather it be that way, mm. a lot of people tend to put that energy on me, and over time, it makes me question, you know, the validity of that. Mm-hmm. But as far as having her in my dreams, she never shows up in my dreams, mm. you know what I'm saying? And it's just like... We, we grew up together, we were sisters and we were siblings and that's what we were supposed to do. You know, we have the same mother, but just like, like I, I, I akin us to like a tree. Mm-hmm. You know, the tree has so many branches and there's branches on this side and branches on that other side that never see each other, but they're still connected by the roots. That's how I see me and my siblings. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, everybody wasn't meant to mirror whatever type of idea of closeness people say that it should be i'm i'm just so i'm so different than what i was as a child but at the same time i'm still me Mm -hmm. you know my ideologies and what i think and how i live and how i see life it is just completely opposite of her Mm-hmm. But I'm not opposite of the support or whatever, if she would ever deem to need it, you know, I'm right there. Right. But a lot of people don't understand love in the dynamic um, that's not so, that's not so every day. They don't, they don't understand it. And so, you know, because I don't really see many examples of that, it made me question or it has made me, and, it's, and I will still question, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I don't hate her. But it's when I, whenever I'm around her, which was the last time, which was at my mom's funeral, there was this cringe, mm-hmm. you know, just like, oh, just, I just want to go home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. I just didn't, I, there was, it's like oil and water mixing. Yeah. We're just that completely different, but we're still connected by the roots. So it, it, it does me good to hear that guideline because she's not in my dream. I don't hate her, mm-hmm. you know? I just have this cringe. <laughs> yeah, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. And I yeah. totally, I totally get, you know, where you're at because me and my sister have a similar relationship and I'm good with that. And I used to feel like, oh, it should be this way and it should be that way, but I just can't, you know what I'm saying? And, and I'm okay with that. It's good because if she needs me, I promise you I'm showing up. 
no doubt about it that's money in the bank absolutely that's money in the bank no doubt about it but i don't need that aggravation in my life so i'm cool right here you know what i'm saying however absolutely (laughs) however you know what i'm saying so i can i can definitely you know, respect where that is on that. Did you want to say something, Goddess Ra? I'm sorry, before I started moving I, forward. I was listening, but um, <laughs> it's crazy because my, I, well, a couple of my sisters, we have that similar relationship, and <laughs> one of them, she actually called me today. Wow. Um, and we actually had a decent conversation. I, you know, I had to check and see, you know, should I answer this? And we did, and then she came, called to tell me some things about what was going on with, my, with our mom. Mm. But other than that, yeah, um, we have that same mm-hmm. type of um, relationship. And I'm thinking, sometimes she is showing up in my dreams, but it's never, it's like she's always by my side, mm-hmm. but it's never anything wrong or bad going on in the dream. Right. Hmm. But she's always kind of by my side. Or, yeah. That's interesting. And, and, and I'm going to yeah. recall those dreams. Yeah, and for me, I think that, you know, with my ex, you know, you we were young and we kind of, we got married right out of high school and shit. And you know what I'm saying? And we brought all of that immature baggage um, right along with us. And so we used to get some real scene and some showstoppers out there in them streets. You know what I'm saying? And we used to really show up in some, in some outrageous ways back then. You know what I'm saying? And so that... <laughs> That made our experience just a little bit more special. You know, my sister, she doesn't show up in my dreams either, but we don't, we didn't connect in that special way either. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, like me and my sister, we had a lot of the verbal exchanges. We didn't have, you know, the physical exchange. And I think that the charge of energy on sibling rivalry, um, on that, you know what I'm saying, on that back and forth is a little different than being in a romantic relationship or in a or in a friend type of relationship yeah, or something absolutely. like that. Well, both show up in the same dream. Yeah. Yeah, how about that? I know. I left that right the fuck there. Yeah, I remember you talking <laughs> about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> What you would call a romantic sibling we never had that mm. you know and i i could i could talk forever about where that actually came from in my bloodline because i wanted to understand it because my mom didn't doesn't have that with her sisters mm. you know so it's a real reason it's a real energy and an algorithm connected to that behavior so yeah. i just i went through my bloodline to find out what that was and so I have been interested in talking to other women about that because I don't feel any kind of way my mother was always ten toes down for her sisters but if they came over or came in her space it was only about a two and a half hour three hour window before she could tolerate like oh god I wish they would leave you know what I'm saying so (laughs) absolutely I have the same thing with my sisters and um but I, the love that's there, like, I will beat your ass. Mm-hmm. You better not never say nothing. You. you better not this. Is That's there. Mm-hmm. That if you need me, I'm on a plane first thing. Yep. You don't have this. I'm going to pull out all of my 401k or whatever, and you're going to get it. Mm-hmm. If that's there. You know what I'm saying? But again, the everyday this, that, and the other, I don't. 
Right. It's, you know, live your life, enjoy your life. She's still in the, the church scene and she's mm-hmm. minister and all of that other kind of stuff. I know who I am conflicts with that. Mm-hmm. with how with, conflicts with her perception of everything right and so you know i, I want her to have her peace i want my peace right. you know what i'm saying and uh wishing well so a lot of people challenge how wonderful that is for everybody herself myself mm-hmm. you know now listening to hear how that works for you yeah. in the same regards that's that's more encouragement for me because i'm not a person that just wants to mute people out of my life but right uh you know Blood doesn't necessarily determine how I govern my everyday existence with you. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I understand where our connectedness is and where the power of the bloodline and being connected as siblings. I understand all of that. But day-to-day relationships, that's just not in our story. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I do have a sister that we don't talk every day. We don't see each other, you know what I'm saying, often at all few times a year, you know what I mean? Right. But I do have another sister, and we talk every day several times a day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I have both ends. So that like I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't love any, either one of them any different, you know what I mean? Right. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Let me. Oh, and let, hold on. Let me make sure that I, you know, make sure that I turn back and clarify. Though it wasn't that my sister and I had a romantic. I was making a distinction between me being romantically involved in this emotionally charged, immature relationship where we would really be out in the street performing, as opposed to my sister and I having some verbal exchanges and really insulting and hurting each other's feelings, but nowhere near as traumatic as, oh my God, I know I didn't just catch you with this bitch. You know what I'm saying? It was it was completely different charge of energy. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I completely right. understood. Right. I completely understood what you meant by Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. you know what I'm saying? Because when, when, when I look online and, you know, I see all of these, my sibling, happy siblings day, that's romanticized to me. Yeah, yeah. Because the people that I know that take them damn pictures and, and present that siblingship like is that, them bitches will cut each other's throat at the end of the day. Like, they go to some extremes that I wouldn't, but they present that, you know, they romanticize what the relationship really is. Right. And a lot of it is really toxic. Right. I, I, I would rather not have that at just to, you know what I'm saying? Hell Being yeah. a relationship, it would be toxic if we engaged every day. Right. So I don't want to romanticize our siblingship. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love her. No, no romance as far as siblings go. All of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sister right. date. Hell to right. no get away. Right. I feel like my sister right. was my other half. We just decided to come here at different times. Yeah. Because we are literally the same person. Yeah, y'all kind of are. Yeah. Yeah. And it is weird. Like, <clears throat> a lot of people mistake each other all the time. Like, people mm-hmm. have known us for a long time. Yeah. All- um, when we I were just, kids, it was Tish and Key. It was always like you do it, y'all. Right. Like you know what I'm saying, together and everything. So you know, you know, me, me and Kian have been friends since we were young children in grade school. And right. you know, I'm a few years older than her. I was her her sister's friend initially, but she and I just had this connection that we just always 
we're able to stay connected that way. And you know what I'm saying? It's different. It's, you know what I'm saying? When you connect with some soul family and shit like that. So, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, most definitely. And it's, and it, and it, and it kind of just like messes with me a little bit. And I know that's romanticizing because I remember how we was like, it was, it was the three of us back in the day. And we used to always, yeah, yeah. We used to kick it, you know, and be down in the basement making tents and shit. And, you know, (laughs) and, 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 and in the woods and shit, you know, making new trails and all of that, (laughs) you know? I was just thinking about going back there, you know, since the weather broke. Mm. And trails, I've been back there in a long time. Yeah. But it's probably me, though. I want to go, I'll take my kids back there. They they go back there, too. You know, we all grew up in the the hood. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up because you know what? I used to have nightmares about that shit. You know what I'm saying? No, do you remember the hills we used to ride our bikes down? That shit was dangerous as hell. It's hell. Yeah, I had a nightmare <laughs> about that too. But you know what I'm saying? But I used to have nightmare. But you know what? This is how I figured out that I had native with it indigenous. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Indigenous um ancestry. But right. when I was little, I used to have dreams that I would be like in those woods and I thought Indians was coming to get me. So I used to be, when I was a little kid, I would be um, up in the middle of the night afraid to go to the bathroom because I think there'd be an Indian waiting for me. I would wake up and I would see Indians and shit. Indians coming out of the woods. Out of the woods. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? And I'm going to tell y'all something too. You know what I'm saying? I think I saw an Indian one time and that really kind of shook me up. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, I just, you know what I'm saying? It, it it has been a source of nightmares. Now today, you know, I'm okay and I'm at peace with that. But you know, as a child, you know, that kind of shook me a little yeah, bit. It was connected to the field I used to have my dream in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do y'all think nightmares is supposed to serve? Like, how the fuck does that help me out? <laughs> <laughs> Dreams, or you are you talking about reoccurring symbols? 
I'd say symbol. I would say that church is a symbol. Settings and scenarios. Okay. I got it right here. It says settings and scenarios tend to reflect the way that something affects us. A sinking ship or a flood of or a flood is an image that illustrates a sense of being swamped or overwhelmed. Most people report that this reoccurring dream at a time of change, such as a graduation, a time of intense planning, like months prior to a wedding, or a time fraught with worries, like during a move or a divorce. The image is not a potent of doom or failure, but rather a sinking image and rising waters that seem to depict a sensation of something that is bigger. Although understanding this does not eliminate the stress that accompanies with the new chapter in life, being aware of your own feelings and the pressures you are juggling can help you feel more can help you feel less frightened by the ups and downs of your experience. It says if you have a particular setting that is reoccurring in a dream Peace and light, you're gonna have to catch the rest of that discussion on YouTube. Or always at prettypriestess.com. Peace and light. Peace and love.